in design, print, promotion, and distribution. Suncoast Marketing for over 40 years, serving South Florida as well as the entire U.S. and even internationally from right here in South Florida. Call us for all your printed documents, promotional products, trade shows, labeling, digital marketing, web design, SEO, and social media marketing. Visit us at suncoastmarketing.com or simply call 954-583-4351. Welcome to the Two-Minute Warning, a sports talk platform that will examine current issues in the world of sports, the athletes, and the communities they impact with your host, former NFL star Benny Blades. Benny will be speaking with both current and former athletes, asking the questions about the lessons they've learned on their journey and how they impact the community. Call into the show now at 888-565-1470. Mr. Blades, are you ready? Welcome to another show. I'm your host, Benny Blaze, and thanks to my uh, sponsors, Sun Coast, for uh, being another weekly sponsor. Uh, before I get to my guest today, uh, training camps have started around the NFL, so with uh, there being no preseason games, the rookies are going to have to get battle-tested early, and so those, those are the things that training camp is supposed to give uh, the young guys. So um, just like um, in Texas, DeAndre Hopkins, um, so hammy, he won't be practicing for a little while, but he's a veteran. So that that won't affect the Houston uh, Texans very much. But uh, here's a guy that knows all about uh, being successful. My guest tonight is uh, none other than the Miami Dolphin uh, star, Sean Wooden. Sean, are you on the line? Oh, I'm here. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful, Sean. Thanks for being on. But you, 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 oh, you killed me. me. Uh, look, you killed me because you put on that, that Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know I had, you know I had to you know, dig a little. I, 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 know you, I know you, you, you had to do it, but before we even get into all of that right now, uh, I, I want people who, to understand you being a Pittsburgh, well, well, a Pennsylvania boy, how did you choose Notre Dame over Penn State? Penn State gathered everybody from Pennsylvania. Oh, I how know. did that happen? That's, that's probably why the reason I went to uh, Notre Dame instead of going to Penn State. I remember when you know, Paterno and Holtz, they were all coming out, you know, doing those home visits, coming to visit the parents. They, you know, they gave the spill. And, they both pretty much said the same thing, you know, come here for four years and we'll take care of you for the rest of your life. And just made the decision that, uh, that, you know, set my head down one day and just thought about it long and hard. And Notre Dame was the place that I wanted to be. I thought that I would have uh, some success there. Um, and then also, of course, but my, the, the class that was uh, going to uh, Penn State, you know, I was running back coming out of high school. And there was another guy being recruited that I took recruiting visits with by the name of Kajana Carter. So, right. you know, he, he was a beast coming out of high school. And, I mean, he was a beast in college. I mean, you know, being the you know, first-round pick uh, that he was, that you know, the success he had in college and as, as well as in the NFL. So, you know, decided to take my talents to, to Notre Dame and, and try to replace. They were losing a guy by the name of Rocket Ishmael at the time and tried to go in there and play a little bit of offense. But, you know, things happened. I ended up on the defensive side of the ball, and the rest is history. 
Well, that, that's what happens. Uh, I, I try to talk to the young kids. You can be recruited as a quarterback, wide receiver, running back, but we all know you're going to do whatever it takes to get on the field as quick as possible. If they, you have to move over to the defensive side of the ball, and look, for you and I, it worked out. For a lot of people, it not so good, but, you know, hey, let's talk about some of those days when you're at Notre Dame. I mean, you had a very yeah. successful career there, you know, until you yeah, played my hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Go. I was actually fortunate to come at, come in after that that series was over. I mean, uh, from what I you know, talking to the upperclassmen, um, you know, the series ended in 1990. I came my freshman year was 91, so I never really got to play the Hurricanes. But you know, you just watching, you know, watching the games, listening to the stories, listening to 30 for 30, you know, all that stuff about Catholics versus convicts. I have much respect for UM. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I do. I have much respect for UM, the program, and the players. I. I've got to meet and play with a lot of the guys that come out of that uh, that university and that organization, and they're all top-notch. I mean, you guys are ballers. I mean, you guys are players. I don't know how we stayed in games with you guys. It just goes to show, you know, Notre Dame steps up to the challenge when we have to because you guys had some talent back in those days. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we, 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 had, we put a few guys in the national football. <laughs> just a few. Say, uh, just, just a few. Just a few. But you know what I mean? Going to a school like Notre Dame, people, you know, seem to, seem to think that it's more academia than it is athletics. But I, I tell people, the people that I, I've, I've known who's come from Notre Dame, they, they've learned to balance them both, you know, along with yeah. yourself. You know, I mean, you know, you can just tell people, how, how was your experience there? Oh, you know, I was a computer science major, so engineering and everything, it was – it was pretty difficult academic side, but yeah, like you say, you got to have that balance. And, you know, that's one of the things that every college athlete has to, that's to learn, you know, going in is, you know, you're, there's going to be times where you, you're going to have to, you know, put your big, put your big, big shoes on and know where and step up to the plate. You know, it, it's, it, it's, it's going to be challenging. It's not going to be easy. And, you know, we, we were just used to it. You know, it, it just became a way of life. It became, you know, that's something that you just did. You know, you had to take care of, you know, you work in the classroom, but, you know, you definitely had to take work, uh, take care of the stuff on the field. Um, it was just about time management. And, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, I, I, I preached to my, I have, a, I have a son that's in college right now. I have three other kids, you know, coming up throughout different grades. And uh, one thing I preach is, you know, time management. Yeah, that, that well, well said because uh, a lot of the guys that I, I know, whether they play for Miami, whether they play for Notre Dame, Stanford, it doesn't really matter what university you go to. If you can't balance academics and athletics, you won't be successful no matter what you do, you know. Yeah. And you, 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 you've learned to, and, and that's why I'm going to get into that a little later in the show, because you're successful at what you do now because the time management was there. But I want to get into just a little bit of your playing days, you know, for the Miami Dolphins. Now, you got drafted, or, or did you not get drafted up under Jimmy Johnson? No, I got drafted. That was Jimmy's first year, so I was a six-round pick. Um, coming out of college, you know, I had back surgery and knee surgery, so a lot of teams, all, I was blackballed, back, blacklisted, actually, for a couple teams. I believe there was about eight teams that said I would never play in the league whatsoever just because of my back surgery that I had. Um, just, a, you know. Um, it was actually from a birth defect. It wasn't even from an injury. It was from 
born with a slight case of spinal bifida. Um, so it was actually missing a piece of my spine. Didn't realize it until I got to college, which was kind of lucky because I probably wouldn't end up in Notre Dame if they knew I had a piece of my spine missing. But <laughs> so, so, you know, it was, it was interesting. It was, you know, that's, that's when I truly learned that, you know, I got to make sure I, I do stuff off the field as well. You know, I wanted to be successful on the field. I wanted to make it to the league. I'm not going to lie. No, everybody that plays college football, you want to take it to, you want to go to that next level. If you don't have that desire to go to the next level, then, you know, it's, you're not going to go to a school like a Notre Dame or a UM or, you know, a Penn State. Uh, You know, you're, you're going to do something different in your life. And it's not for everybody, but, you know, the guys that I was around, I seen guys getting drafted in the first round, guys playing, you know, Jerome Bettis, you know, Rick Meyer, you know, Reggie Brooks, a, a, a bunch of guys before me, Tom Carr. I, I believe everybody in my secondary party went to the to the league at one point in time. So it was, you know, you, you were around those guys. So that that competition, they drew they they brought out the best, you know, we brought out the best out of each other, but you know, just the competition of you know who we played back then also brought out the best. And you know, it was so being able to take that to the league and, you know, when Jimmy drafted me and you said it best is, you know, earlier, I don't know how rookies going to do it because if I was coming out this year as a six round draft pick, I was a third DB taken, you know, by the dolphins that year, the last, I don't know how much shine I would have got. I made, I, I made my noise and all that doing these, you know, doing OTAs and training camps and things like that after the draft. And, you know, by the time we got to this time in life, you know, our first precinct game, I was a starter already, you know, and it, I wouldn't have had that opportunity. I talked to Zach Thomas the other day. We were just uh, talking about it, and he was saying the same thing. He's like, we don't know if we would have even made the team or made the NFL with today in today's pandemic world. So it, it's it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, coaches and, you know, the, the players step up and, you know, there's going to have to be some changes. There's going to have to be some things that are a little bit different this year. So it's it's going to be very interesting to see what comes out of these next couple of weeks of training camp. Well, you're just, just like you just mentioned, in today's, you know what I mean, pandemic days, these six, seven-round guys, how does a coach evaluate these guys? You can't hit. There's no OTAs. And so – you got to get your, your your starters ready because there's no preseason games. So you got to get your starters ready for week one. So exactly, it, it's really I mean, tough. It, now, it's be difficult. I don't know how you doing? Right, like you said. Now, what would Jimmy Johnson would have done? Would you, <laughs> See, would you got any you know any reps you during the Jimmy era? No, I would have had the week that Andre Hopkins went down. Somebody went down to get my shot, get some time. But I'm tell you this. <laughs> is whoever those guys are behind him with the Texans, they better be ready. They, I mean, that's the one thing is as a rookie, you got to be, I mean, I don't care. I was always a bubble player. I played nine years. Every year I seemed to be on the bubble, so according to the to the, the, the press and everything. But the coaches never said it to me, but, you know, uh, the perception was that I was a, 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 on the bubble every year. So it's, you, you got to be ready when the opportunity hits. I mean, when you get that time to go with the ones, you can't make mistakes. You can't, I mean, I'm gonna tell you, that's how I ended up on the defensive side of the ball. I made a mistake as a, I was a I was a wide receiver at Notre Dame my freshman year, ran the wrong route. Rick Meyer got hurt in the game, and Lou Holtz looked me dead in the face and said, "See you in the spring. You're not playing no more this year." And that was like the second game, <laughs> third game of the year. So, like, you, like you said, I'm a, I'm trying to play as fast as possible, so I moved over to defense and started playing defensive back. Right, you know, and so that, that's why I've, I've 
talk to a few of the, the, the rookies now who are in some of these training camps. And mm-hmm. I keep trying to tell them, whatever that coach asks you to do, you do it, whether it be special teams. Yeah. And they don't realize a lot of those guys are going to make it because of special teams. But, you know, one uh, guy told me, exactly. I don't play special teams. Team. Okay. Right. Yeah. You will this year. I mean, if you if you yeah, want a right. career, you want a job, you better find, figure out how to cover a kick. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but no, you you still got those prima donnas that would tell you they don't yeah. do that, and you'll you'll okay. see them back here in Broward County soon because yeah, they just exactly. think, you know, yeah, okay, NFL, what could That's right, you know. So you know, we, I'm, we're gonna take a commercial break, and we're gonna come back and just talk a little bit about what you're doing. And the success you're having after the game is over with, and how your kids are doing. All right? Okay. We're take a commercial break. We'll be right back with Sean Wooden. Zodiac Vodka is an American made, all natural, gluten free potato vodka. Only 2% of vodka is made from potatoes. We use regionally grown potatoes and water from the Snake River Aquifer. We start with the best agriculture to make a superior product. It is rapidly growing as a bartender's choice drink. Go to ZodiacSpirits.com to find your cocktail. Remember, must be 21 years or older. Drink responsibly. ZodiacSpirits.com Many patients are often unsure where to go for treatment after a sports injury, car accident, or slip and fall. We here at the Boca Clinic are readily available six days a week to treat you by providing long-term relief through addressing the cause of the injury and not just treating the symptoms. Daily stress to the body causes the spine to misalign resulting in poor posture and poor nerve flow. Dr. Klein provides a relaxing environment where the clinic focuses on strengthening and healing both muscle, soft tissue, and realigning the bones. We are located at 1601 Clintmore Road in Boca Raton. Call now, 561-988-1998. His abilities as a dry cleaner are so undeniable, dry clean only tags have his phone number printed on the back. Stubborn stains sometimes call him late at night just to apologize. His pickup and delivery service is so fast, his vans have fit crews. He is the most interesting dry cleaner in the world. You don't always dry clean, but when you do, use A&T Dry Cleaner. Stay dirty, my friends. Okay, welcome back. Uh, before I get back to uh, Mr. Wood, I want to thank my, my uh, especially Zodiac Vodka. Now, I want people to tune in a couple of weeks from now. Sean, is going to be my birthday, September 3rd. And Zodiac Vodka okay. is coming up with a Benny Blaze signature drink. I don't know what it's going to be right now, but like I told you, it really don't matter. After you get past 50-plus years old, it don't matter what people make. You just happen to be yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> and, happy, yeah. happy, and, happy to be celebrating. Yeah, yeah, happy to celebrate every year after that point. And my other sponsor, Dr. Rob, Dr. Rob keeps me upright. So if you're ever in the Boca area, Sean, please go by and see Dr. Rob. You know, look, I can, I can move around now because of him. But yeah. I want to tell the people, you know, because you you you're doing something very interesting, you know, not only in the community, but for yourself. Tell the people what you're doing in the community and what you're doing for yourself nowadays. Well, I try to be very involved. I think we're 
I think we were very blessed to be, you know, be in position to be able to do stuff in the community. So I try to be involved in the community as much as possible with various different, uh, you know, foundations, organizations, charities, as well as, you know, the Dolphins organization still do some stuff up in, in Pennsylvania and Philly. Um, the chairman for the Maxwell Football Awards, uh, where we basically celebrate football from, you know, all levels, all the way from the high school level, all the way up to the NFL. So doing that, but, you know, my day job, you know, what I, what my nine to five, or actually it's like <laughs> my, eight, my eight to eight, because, you know, I, I still get yeah. uh, calls and all from clients now and emails, but, you know, I'm a financial advisor. So, you know, do, do a bunch of stuff with, you know, from investment management, wealth management, uh, financial planning, you know, do some risk management stuff involved with insurance um, for, for individuals and for business owners. Um, actually, a couple of your sponsors, you know, we do some stuff with a couple of your sponsors. So it's pretty, pretty good. We have some overlap there. And I'm, I'm definitely have to te- check out Dr. Rob, you know, for my back. You know, if he's keeping you yeah, up, right, I, I, I definitely get yeah, him. Yeah, because uh, I, I tell people there's a, there's a lot of mornings I can't even get out of the bed. You know, that, that yeah. NFL is put a hurt on a lot of our, you know, health yeah. after the game. And so he has helped me tremendously. So please go by there and see him. But like you said, people don't realize how you have to stay in touch with the community once your plan days is over with. You know, mm-hmm. I know for a fact you go do a lot of stuff with OJ McDuffie, you know, his foundation and all of that. And those are the things that people tend to forget that a lot of former players, they, they get back to the, the communities and what you're doing with the Maxwell, you know, I, I call it the Maxwell Trophy up in Pennsylvania, okay? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, that that's to be commended because a, 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 lot, a lot of times, I mean, you may not have given me a call, but, you know, when the Maxwell people give me a call, I look, whatever you can do to help that because they, like you said, they, they go from youth league all the way to the collegiate level and they give back to you know these, these young yes. kids and that's what it's about you know so it's all, how it's all do about you creating opportunities for kids creating opportunities right. for the youth like you said that's real important and that's that's what you know like i said we're very fortunate because we're in a position that you know we have a uh you know a voice we have something that we can give you know just by giving our time giving our you know our backing is you know we can create these opportunities for these these young adults and these young kids that you know they might not have had so that that's real important to me it's about creating opportunities yeah. and, and i'm glad because um i know I, i'm gonna reach out to you because i i do a lot of mentoring i'm of course everybody knows mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in the school system and so when you get a lot of seventh and eighth graders first thing they tell me oh mr blade i'm gonna go to the league like you i said okay well i'm gonna let you know i, ha- I have a big placard on my wall I deal with the behavior kids and I tell them only 1% of 5 million kids around the world will get that opportunity to even go to a training camp. Are you better than, you know, those? And of course they all say, yes, they have no backup plan. Of course, a seventh and eighth grade, they don't have a backup plan. So yeah, that's what I really know. I'm surprised most seventh eighth graders. I mean, I'll go ask my tenth grader right what you want to do. He he'll tell me I don't know. So hey, yeah, <laughs> it's good that you they I mean? have something. But you no, know, you definitely have to take it. And I tell these kids, and 
we were talking about earlier with training camp is, you know, making sure you're ready for that opportunity when it presents itself. You have to know that playbook. People don't realize how big was your playbook when you first got into the league. I mean, uh-huh. people don't realize you have to know. Like, they just think that we go out there on Sundays and play. No, it's it's a job. It's it's serious. It's a lot of a lot of a lot of you no know, film work. A lot of studying. There's a lot to do. And you no, know, co- my coach told me best my rookie year. It's Mel Phillips. He was a DB coach for for the Dolphins for many years. A heck of a player, you know, out there in San with the Forty ers playing corner and safety. Um, this man told me, and it, it stuck with me from day one. Is you have to know the playbook better than me. He was like, during the games, I am up in the box looking you're on the field you have to make me know the plays better than me you have to know that playbook better than i do and i took that serious and you know that's probably one of the reasons why i was you know got on the field at the you know earlier in my career right and that's a lot of the reason why the guys stay in the game as long as you have because you took the time to know the playbook now what advice are you giving to your kids do do they want to play the game I mean, I got two girls and two boys, you know, I, I have a, a son that's a senior now in college. He plays for Columbia. Um, unfortunately, you no know, Ivy League, they uh, pretty much kick, uh, punted or kicked their, uh, <laughs> kick their season down the, down the line. Hopefully he'll get the you know, experience his senior year. But they know me to me, um, I'm, I all believe that, you know, education really creates those opportunities. No, I, t- I talked about opportunities before. Education creates a ton of opportunities. Yes, you know, if you want to make it to the league and all that, that's great. I say, you know, keep that. Keep that as a dream. Keep that as, you know, one of your goals. But have multiple goals. Just don't have the one. Don't be all in on one because, you know, to me, you know, it's, you know, shoot for the stars, you'll fall on the moon and all that stuff. You know what? Shoot for it. Do whatever you want to do. You want to be an actor. You want to be, you know, the next, you know, Denzel Washington or whatever it is, you know, a successful, somebody says the next Bezos, you know, the next, you know, uh, Buffett, you know, like I, you know, I always say, you know, shoot for, shoot for, you know, the stars, but, you know, the way you're going to get there is through education, through educating yeah. yourself and whatever you want to do. It's not, you know, people talk about, you know, Michael Jordan, LeBron James in basketball. They're great talent, but they are students of the game as well. Kobe yeah, Bryant was amazing. Everybody knows about how Kobe used to, you know, what he used to do. And you know, when he first came into the league, how he used to study. You know, his teammates would be like, hey, let's go out and party. And he was like, no. And that's why he is one of the greatest that, you know, that played that game. You know, to be great mm-hmm. in something, you have, to, you have to put that time in. You have to, and, you know, that's why I tell my kids is, you know, just work hard, put the time in. Do what you have to do. Do what everybody else doesn't want to do. You know, if you do the steps that people don't want to do, um, hey, it's going to be hard. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. And if it comes easy to you, hey, you're not working hard enough to me. That's that's my mentality. I'm old school. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and that's what it takes sometimes for us, our old school mentality, to meet up with their young new school brains. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and let them know that no matter what, Corporate America, you still got to work hard. You know, yeah. people just think, you know, things are going to be given to you, whether it be on the athletic field, especially in corporate America, you got to work twice as hard as everybody else, you know, and yeah. to be successful. And that's what it's about. But it was a pleasure, you know, me and you got to link up sometime. And then, like I said, yeah, there, we do. there's a few things, yeah, that uh, we, we got to discuss. 
but it's a pleasure talking to you. I'm, I'm glad, you know, that you're successful in this community because that's what it's I about, you know, being su successful off the field in our community and giving back, you know. Who would have said that to, Philadelphia went to Notre Dame would be, be part of the community down here in, in Miami? <laughs> I remember, well, no, 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 no. I remember, no. Yeah, I remember my rookie year. I first came down here. The fans were cussing, <laughs> were talking all trash to me and everything during you know, training camp. So hey, I'm just glad to be part well, of this you know, community. Well, you know, I'm, 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 a, I'm a one up you on that one. One of the biggest uh, Pennsylvania boys, uh, Dan Marino. He made South Florida oh, yeah. home, and I'm, I'm going to hey, South Florida your home. Okay. See so, ya. Welcome. And, and look, and don't leave the South Florida area, okay? We need uh, you. Yeah, I've been here. I've been, I, I tell people now, I, I lived here longer than I've lived anywhere else in my life. Uh, you know, I've been here for, I'm not going to say how many years because that might give my age, but a lot of years. <laughs> I've been here for what, 24 <laughs> years. You know, 24 years I've been here. So it's, uh, it, this is my home. This is, you know, I've raised four kids down here and, you know, my wife's from here. So I'm, I'm happy to be part of this South Florida community. It's, it's a great community. Well, thank you, thank you, and uh, thank you. matter of fact, I got to get you to be part of my uh, Black Shiraz uh, group. Uh, that's that's one of yeah, my sponsors. Yeah. Wine, wines for humanity. Uh, what we do is, you know, people. I'm a, I'm the original Black Shiraz. I must tell you that. Okay, hey. and uh, you know they 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 sponsor the the Benny Blaze Foundation and. I'm I'm forever trying to give back to these kids uh, in the, in the community because that, that's that's what I do, and uh, like I said, thank you for being on, and I'll wait to talk to my next guest next week. Thank you, and good night. Anton Steinhardt, founder of Wines for Humanity, is proud to team with Black Shiraz partner and former NFL star Benny Blades to assist in his Benny Blades 36 Foundation in helping children with special needs. Go to winesforhumanity.com, look for the three 20% off wine specials, make your selection, and use the code BB36F20. Please join the team through winesforhumanity.com or call Dana Lisa Torres at 561-445-7066. Thank you. been listening to the two-minute warning with many blades we hope you enjoyed this week's show tune in again next week for our next episode you can follow the two-minute warning on benny blades facebook page and share it with your friends mr blades get ready